focusing on an emerging generation of kings. Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, 13 through 27. I'll read it in a breeze. And after that, we'll go all the way to Matthew chapter 17 from 24 to 27. Luke chapter 19 is where we're going to start from this morning. Luke chapter 19. We read it last week. Good measure. Verse 12. He said to them, he said, therefore, a certain noble man went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And this is so important because I explained elaborately last week that it starts on earth and ends on earth. The moment the attention of God shifts from heaven to earth, then his dealings with man are not consummated in heaven. His dealings with man are consummated on earth. But the word tells us here that Jesus, who is the noble man, I explained that last week, went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom to return. So the kingdom of Jesus, is it from the earth or from heaven? Where is it from? Shout aloud. From heaven. But where is that kingdom going to be established for man to enter into? On earth. Because he goes into a far country, receives the kingdom, and to return with the full expression of that kingdom in the earth. So his first coming was for site mapping, was for down payment. His first coming was like buying the parcel of land, clearing the parcel of land. If you've bought land before, they will say that you need to establish presence, true or true. Because if you don't establish presence, what is likely going to happen? I want Omoni Le, who are the citizens of this world, world people. Get the metaphor. The citizens of this world can cause trouble, can bring contention, can bring accusation, can bring a sense of entitlement. That's why the Bible says that even when Moses died, that the enemy wanted to take his body. Guess what happened? And it said that an angel appeared and brought a word against the written accusation of hell. In other words, the fact that you have been paid for does not mean the enemy will still not accuse you. True or true? Shout aloud. So he gave us the Holy Spirit as a down payment. Don't forget, we are a territory. The earth is a territory. We are being colonized to colonize the earth. We are being colonized by the Spirit of God so that with the Spirit of God we can colonize the earth. Are we understanding this now? So the first coming of Jesus was to pay for the land, was to pay for mankind, was to pay for the earth, was to redeem it. That's the first coming. In the second coming of Jesus, he's going to come with the full manifestation of the kingdom. So some of you have seen those construction projects before. What do they do when they buy land? Tell me, what do they do when they buy land? Or when you've bought land, some of you have bought land. What do you do? You fence it. You build a perimeter wall against it. You mark it out. What else do you do? You clear it. Come on, somebody. Do you do that? You clear it. Right? And then at a later time, when you are ready to take on the project or when you have enough funds or resources, then you come with the fullness of your equipment and your gear and the manpower and the labor required and you build all of that. Are we understanding this now? You get it now. 
So we are called to occupy on God's behalf. In other words, he has marked out the boundaries and the territories and we are the occupants. We are the one living there. Now, many times when you buy that land, do you build a shed or not? For either the guard or those who are clearing or the security protocol or sometimes you want to use the land for real estate, but you start an emergency poultry there. Come on, somebody talk to me. That is like what the church is. The church is the caretaker on God's behalf. We are the caretakers of the earth on God's behalf. And so he said to them, do business. He called 10 of his servants, delivered to them 10 minas, and said to them, do business. Shout it louder. Shout it louder. KJV says, occupy. Till when? How long should you do business? Till when you're tired? Till everybody agrees with you? Till the world finally gets it? Till there is a believer at the top of every organization? No, that's not the parameter. The parameter is engage the resources of the earth, interact with the affairs of the earth without being contaminated. In other words, contact without contamination. Contact without contamination. Do business till I come. Extend the frontiers. Occupy. Move in. Accelerate. But what happened? His citizens hated him and sent the delegation after him saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded the servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him. So he received the kingdom. He comes back to the earth. And he said to him, Well done, good servant. Okay, uh, I've skipped something. Called to him that he might know how much each man had gained by trading. So how do you gain? How do you gain? Shout aloud, do you gain by praying? Oh, come on, somebody help me. Do you gain by praying? <laughs> According to this parable, did they gain by constantly calling the nobleman? Hey, excuse sir, when are you coming back? Hey, excuse sir, we're missing you, sir. We're missing. Is that how they gained? But what does much of the church do? An obsession with the return of Jesus without a commensurate devotion to the assignment he gave us in his absence. Somebody work with me. Oh, give me more energy this morning. What's the church obsessed with? What catches your attention more? A message on occupation or a prophet or pastor claiming that God has revealed to him the time of Jesus' return? Which one will get more views on YouTube? Wrong focus. The servant's obsession was never. Thank you. That was never the servant's obsession. The servant's obsession was to be the assignment that God gave him. Somebody say, focus on your focus. Somebody say, focus on your focus. Some of you didn't say, some of you have your arms folded. Look at somebody and tell that person, focus on your focus. 
A simpler word for that trade, and it said that he might know how much each one had made by buying and selling. So let me first of all uh, deal with somebody who might be on this table this morning. If you have ever said, I hate selling, what you have said is that I am not ready to be maximized for the kingdom of God. Uh huh. I see a lot of people are on that table. Me, I hate selling, you know. Jesus says, the way you occupy, the way you gain, the way you increase is by what? By, simplify, buying and, in other words, exchanging value for value. Or getting people to exchange value for the value you have. Somebody say, I love buying and selling. Shout aloud and say, I will occupy. And I love buying and selling. Now, of course, you know I've touched you before that when we speak about kingdom profits, don't just think about money. But that money is an easy element for you to know how the dynamics work. How do I know it's not just about money? Because in Isaiah, when it says buy the truth and sell it not, he said buy without money. That means that there is such a trade that does not include paper money. Are you following that? You have to understand that you have to be comfortable with that. What we're dealing with is not the parameter of the money, money, but the concept or the dynamism of trading. Which means that it does not have to be in Naira for it to be profitable. Similarly, it does not have to be in Dutchmark for it to be profitable. And that means that profit cannot only be calibrated by money. Profit means that you can increase the value of your time. Are you understanding that? And for some of you don't realize that your time is way more valuable than the money you're charging for it. So you're charging clients today what you charged them five years ago when you didn't know half of what you now know. Five years ago when you were still experimenting and you were not really a business person. You were just doing it on this side. Side also. Side also that has given you big muscle. Right? So your value has increased. He said, how much have they made by trading? Please look at yourself like this. Say, I love buying and selling. He said, how much have they made by trading? That's what he asked them. Then the first came and said, Master, your mina has earned ten minas. And he said to him, well done. Good servant. Look at what it said. Well, what? Done. In other words, this is not about well said. God doesn't say well said. He says well done. If your vocabulary is more articulate than your labor in the marketplace, that is well said, not well done. Some people have become so astute at articulating their vision, but so lazy at executing their vision. So you draw and derive energy and passion from talking about it. But don't just talk about it, be about it. Oh, can I talk to somebody this morning? Don't just talk about it, be about it. 
Don't just say, well, one of these days. What do you mean one of these days? It's been six months now. How many of you realize that it's actually June 13th already? That half the year is almost gone and you have not even ticked up more than two out of the ten major things you wanted to do from the beginning of the year. Who am I speaking to right now? Who needs to get a little bit upset and uncomfortable and say it is not well said, it is well done. Please help me preach to somebody who talks a lot. Somebody who puts up all their goals on their WhatsApp status. Oh, you might not know the person, so just go to any two people this morning and tell them it's not well said, it's well done. Some of you are still sitting down. That's part of the problem. You like to sit and talk. You need to stand and walk and tell somebody it's not well said. It's well done. We want to see what you are doing, not just what you're saying. We want to see what you're doing. Please be seated. He said, well done, good servant. Because you were talkative about the little. Is that what it says? Because you were talkative about the little. Because you were what? Faithful. Are you reading the text at <laughs> all? What happens to many of us is that we are talkative about the little. How come I only have one gift? How come I didn't get the private school? Even now I have to use VPN. Virtual private. I've got a lot of hankies today. And I got my coins. Found some coins from the UK days. I need to teach with the coins. And I have my hankies. Plenty. <laughs> is that because you were talkative about the little? No. Because you were faithful in a what? In a what? Very little. So the master is aware that what I gave you is very little. But this very little is a very big test. Your creativity is not seen when you have all the money. Your creativity is seen with what you do when you have very little money. Faithfulness is not proven when you have so much. Faithfulness is proven when you have so little. So little money, how much are you given? So little time, how well are you serving? So little energy, how well are you working? So little knowledge, how much of it are you sharing? So little opportunity, how much of it are you maximizing? The proof of faithfulness is not in largesse, it's in little. So please don't ever believe the lie. When I'm less busy, I'll read my Bible. Lie. The master is aware. He said, because you are faithful in a very little, I'm trying to test your knowledge of kingdom business. He said, because you're faithful in little, what will I give you now? What will I give you now? Notice what the master does not give him. The master does not give him power over the sitters. The master gives him power has to do with dunamos, the active engagement 
authority is license to govern. And God is saying the key to greater authority is faithfulness. Because it takes, it requires more faithfulness, watch this, to use authority well than to use power. The effective use of authority requires more faithfulness than deployment of power. Why? Because power can be used under duress. Somebody can force you to use your power. God is saying, when I see how you handle little things, I know that when I put you over people who have power, you will not abuse those people in power. Oh, come on, Sam. Because abuse is abuse is abuse. When you abuse the little God has given to you, it means that there is an abusive quotient in you. And whether it's people, money, time, energy, opportunities, the way you abuse the little, you abuse every other thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Somebody say yes. He says, now I'm giving you authority. Why? Because you have demonstrated your readiness for mass production. God is looking for people we can mass produce. <laughs> but if God mass produces you, what kind of people will we have more of in the earth? Oh, if you can, if you can shout yes, yeah, say yeah. You need tissue paper. No, I got hankies for you. Are you seeing this now? Then the next one came and said, Your mina has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, You also be over five cities. Then another one came and said, Master, here is your mina, which I have kept uh, put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said, Out of your own mouth, this talking, 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 talking. This talking that you like to do. You like to talk, right? All right. So let's give you some more things to talk about. Because God rewards you in the area where you've demonstrated competence. So when you're not faithful what God gives you, and other people are faithful what God has given to them, and you are talking, you will end up talking about their success. Oh, some of y'all are not hearing what I just said. Since you like to talk. So when you were given an opportunity or work, you were just talking about it. Okay, so since you like to talk, as time progresses and people develop and multiply what God has given to them in kingdom business, guess what you have more to do? More to talk about. Somebody say, I will not be that person. So you knew that I was austere and austere man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank? That at my coming, I might have collected it with interest. So God is interested in interest. And he said to those who stood by, take the mina from him and give it to him who has ten minas. But they said to him, master, he already has ten minas. Ah, huh? why? Why are you giving this person who already has? The master said, for I say to you that to everyone who has, what will happen? More will be given. <laughs> Kingdom capitalism. Come on, y'all. 
Kingdom. You have to put kingdom there. Because there's a worldly capitalism that destroys people. But there is kingdom capitalism. That's what it's saying here. God is not practicing communism. Where everybody is sharing. I mean, what should God have done in communism? You have 10, you have 5, you have 1, right? 10 plus 5 plus 1 is what? 16. So divide the 16 amongst 10 people. So everybody will have 1.6. God said, nope. The problem with that equation is that the people that did not generate anything will still not generate anything no matter what you give them. Let me tell you why that is a problematic equation. If you have 16 divided by 10 servants, oh, well, they give 10 servants, so we need to increase it. They give 10 servants a meter, right? Is that what it says? He called 10 of his servants, verse 13. He called 10. So 10 people were given minas. Are you getting that? Are you getting that? Help us with the screen. So you had 10 minas. Then one person had 10 on top of the 10. One person had 5. One person had 1. Right? So 16 extra minas. Plus 10 minas. So that's 26. Talk to me. At least you remember arithmetic. This is the further mathematics. So 26 minas. So if you are to divide it equally amongst the 10, how much would each person... 2.6. Now, do you know how God thinks? Let me teach you how God thinks. God is not going to give you 2.6 if you've not demonstrated competence with one. Because the... God won't demonstrate, rather won't give you 2.6. You know why? Because he'll be doubling or giving you 2.6 times the burden or the responsibility required for faithfulness in one. Are you getting this? Because management is not enjoyment. Management is responsibility. Oh, come on, somebody. I know this generation don't like to hear it. Everybody wants to blue, right? I don't blue. I don't blue. If somebody gives you a Lamborghini right now, do you have what it takes to maintain it? Because the phone you bought for 100000 we have seen how cracked the screen became in three months. And if you can manage a 100,000 naira phone, what makes you feel like you can manage a 200,000 naira car? Because what you can manage is a reflection of the capacity of your soul. God does not give you more based on your dreams. He gives you more based on your faithfulness. Oh, I wish I could talk to somebody right now. Do I have the mic back? Do I have the better mic back? Mm. 
You're all too quiet this morning. Can you be faithful with your voice by saying something? That's the, that's the challenge. So I'm going to draw some things from there as we preach this morning. But also go to Matthew chapter 17. Matthew 17, a different scenario. Matthew chapter 17. From verse 24. When they had come to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax, there were two kinds of taxes, and Jesus dealt with both of them. Matthew 17 and Matthew 22. We'll go to both of them. Matthew 17 is about the temple tax, and Matthew uh, 22 is about the um, economic tax tax or the uh, business tax. And when they came to Capernaum, those who received the temple tax came to, to Peter and said, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? And he said, Yes. And when he had come into the house, Jesus anticipated him saying, In other words, he's saying, Yes, he pays the tax. That's, that's what he was saying. What do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons or from strangers? Peter said to him from strangers and Jesus said to him then the sons are free somebody say the sons are free the sons are free nevertheless lest we offend them go to the sea cast in a hook we're gonna need this and take the fish that comes up first and when you have opened its mouth you will find a piece of money Take that and give it to them for me and for you. Somebody say amen. I want to lay some foundations as we progress with this this morning. We're talking about Christ is my capital kingdom business. And so the substratum is understand kingdom business. God is interested in profits. God promotes based on faithfulness. So in other words, what it means is the availability of resource does not mean the availability of resource to you or in your life. So the fact that God can do something does not mean God will entrust that dimension of deliverables to your life. You need to understand that about God. You need to understand that the fact that there are 10 minas does not mean you will get three out of them. That the fact that there are seven minas does not mean you will get an extra one. That what really happens is that the gift of grace has been demonstrated to you through the mina that God has given to you. That is the gift of grace. In the second service, I will treat the labor of grace. That with that gift of grace, you're supposed to labor in grace or demonstrate the labor of grace to multiply by grace what grace gave you. Are you getting this now? Paul was the greatest apostle of grace, but he said, I am what I am by the grace of God. And then he says, yet I labored more than every other person. So a lot of the church understands the grace or many parts of the church understand the grace of God. But many people do not walk with the labor of the grace. He said, you know, you're born again, you're saved, but I still labor or try travail for Christ to be formed in you. The harvest is plentiful. We know the harvest is by great grace, right? But what did he say you should pray for? Pray that the Lord of the harvest will send what? Laborers. So if you have grace without the labor of grace, it's an incomplete gospel. 
Because the gospel is not the abandonment of responsibility. It is the abandonment of self-centered responsibility, the receiving of the fullness of the grace and truth of Christ, and the taking on of kingdom God-centered responsibility. Are you understanding this now? You have to understand that. You see that in soul winning. You see that in discipleship. You see in the manifestation of God's power concerning your life. So God wants us to raise kingdom businesses. And I explained last week that a kingdom business is an enterprising entity that is subject to and operates under the governance, the ordinance, and the principles of God. It is a business in which God's nature and characteristics are intentionally infused into the structure of the venture. Three major things. Number one, financial prophets are a part of the number two faith field fruits have to come through that and number three the fulfillment of God's mandates in the earth now for you to do any kind of business you need what they call factors of production right anybody remember that from agriculture from uh, economics right you remember that you remember that anybody remembers that talk to me somebody so you're, you're familiar with Adam Smith Anybody studied Adam Smith, David Ricardo, Karl Marx, give me some of those other names, right? Who basically formed the thinking systems and basically anybody of knowledge, economics, science, religion, is they're not creating anything new. They are unpacking the eternal wisdom of God. And in many cases, they are on the borders, the outer borders, the outer court, the outer circumference, where God's benevolence still allows man's intelligence to pick up certain signals of his eternal wisdom. So there are four major things that you need for a business. Number one, you need land. And I spoke to that last week. Land. Number two, you need labor. Somebody say labor. Number three, you need entrepreneurship, which is the drive to take on risks. Entrepreneurship, which is actually the drive to create greater value by taking on risks. So at the root of the word entrepreneur is the word risk. So an entrepreneur is a risk taker. Is somebody who is willing to step out of the comfort zone, turn their back on what is predictable, which is exactly what God wants a kingdom business person to do. God doesn't want you to hide in your closet. You pray in your closet and you do business in the battlefield. You pray in the temple, but you hit the land with energy. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That's what you do. I said it last week. Now, hardly are you going to find a place in the Bible where Jesus did a prayer meeting in public. When he came to the public, he was dispensing the kingdom business. So in the public, he did kingdom business. In the private, it says, pray personally. Pray with your father. Pray personally in the secret place. It does not mean there is no case for public prayer meeting. But what it means is that many believers have got it mixed up. Where in public, they are praying all the time, including the time for their 9 to 5 work. When they should be polishing the proposals, finishing the templates of the documents, brainstorming, calling the customers. They are busy reading the Bible. Oh, wrong now. Look at somebody say, if I catch you in your office doing that. So that entrepreneurship is, is risk. God was able to entrust Peter with the leadership of the church. Number one, don't forget everything that God does is by grace. Somebody say by grace. Now what is grace? Grace is God giving everybody a mina. That's what grace is. 
everybody is given a mina. Everybody is given the measure of faith. Everybody is given a gift, a talent. That's grace. But the labor of grace determines whether you will end up with one mina or ten when the king returns. Are you understanding that? Don't let an extremist theology drive to the point of, it's already done. I have nothing to do. No, it's already done. And because it's already done, by what has been done, I do with him and it does through me. I didn't ask you to clap, but if you're going to clap, do it like you're invested in the king. That's grace. Said the grace of God has appeared unto all men. So grace is not selective. Of course, there are also dimensions of grace. I've touched you that before. Grace for grace of his fullness we have received. So understand the entrepreneurship link. Many believers don't demonstrate it. Peter was entrusted with leadership of the church. Why? Because this guy, number one, was recipient of grace. But number two, he demonstrated risk taking. Who steps out on water? Who steps out on water? Jesus must have said, this one, he can lead. This boy is behaving like an agbero. Oh, my agbero, soccer. Let me interpret what that means. This guy is behaving like a bus conductor. He will call many people into the bus of salvation. Little wonder, he preached without a theological certificate, a master's degree in divinity, or any kind of extended training apart from what he had with Jesus. And 3,000 people were saved. Trust me, for you to preach to a crowd, and 3,000 people were saved. He was not talking like this. Well, I'm just saying that, you know what Jesus did? He won't. No! His voice must have been loud and compelling. He must have been a broadcaster. He must have been loud here. That is why, let me tell you, anytime you are too quiet, there's a tendency you're about to start cheating yourself. Have you noticed some of your mates that you don't think are as gifted as you, but they have aggression? Oh, come on, somebody shout. The small they have, the way they are driving it. You're like, ah, but my own is better. Who cares about whether your own is better? The most profitable author is not the best author, is the best selling author. Do you think the most beautiful girl in Nigeria is the most beautiful girl in Nigeria? The most beautiful amongst those who were confident enough to show up. Entrepreneurship, number three. Number four is capital. And that's what I want to spend time on. Capital, number four, capital. Now, think about this. What is capital? A lot of you want to think about capital, immediately they think about money. That's what they think about. The first thing, oh, capital, I need money, I need money, I need money. But let's look at what a dictionary calls capital. It says the capital is the city or town that functions as the seat of government and administrative center of a country or region. Capital. Capital is the seat, a town or a city, right? The host, the seat of government, of power, of leadership, of a region or a country. So that's the first thing you see about capital. Number two, capital is wealth. So number one, the first thing about capital is not even money. The first thing about capital is location. <laughs> oh, Makayazaba. Shegadavosas. Is this simple enough? 
but it's still piercing. <laughs> you thought I was going to start simple. I've been simple. Number two, and some of you are not writing. Number two, wealth in the form of money or other assets owned by a person or organization. Wealth. <laughs> I, I need you to, oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, help me. Somebody say wealth. Somebody say wealth. Let's pray in the Holy Ghost for a minute. Lord, open every eye, open every heart, open the eyes of our understanding, O Lord. Let there be enlightenment. Let there be an infusion of light and glory. Let there be the infusion of power and strength and vitality. In the name of Jesus, Rato Sambalaka, place your hand on your head and say, My eyes are open. Place your hand on your head. Say, My eyes are open. My heart is open. My understanding is enlightened in the name of Jesus. 30 more seconds. Speak to yourself. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Help me go to three people. Get out of your seat. Go to three people. Tell them Christ is my capital. And you may be seated. Number two, capital is not just the city which hosts the seat of power. Number two, capital is wealth in the form of money or other assets owned by a person or organization or available. So it might not be owned, but it's available. Watch that. Everything I'm saying is important. Don't think I'm just defining. I want you to think with your spiritual understanding. Available. So it may not be in yours, but it's available for a purpose, such as starting a company or investing. Now, have you heard the term venture capitalist before? Now, you don't have access to capital. You don't have a right to access capital except you're willing to venture. You don't have a right to capital. God bless me, bless me. Bless. For what? I don't bless people for possession. I bless you for distribution. This is the reason I wired increase into buying and selling. Because you cannot buy and sell without engaging another party. Oh God. And the reason I gave you is to engage other parties. So the person who does not want to buy and sell is a self-focused, self-centered, self-obsessed person. And that person is an enemy of my kingdom business. 
So I intentionally wired increase into engaging other people. Because everywhere you find the blessing of God, you are going to find other people. Abraham, in blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. In you shall what? All the nations of the earth be blessed. So blessing by design is not God's kind of blessing if you have the sole beneficiary. That's why Jesus said, it's more blessed to what? Why? Because the true test of the blessing is that somebody else is receiving value. Other than you. That's what Jesus said. He said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Get it, get it, get it. Somebody is more blessed. Come on, somebody get it. Are you getting it? Whose hand is above? Whose hand is above? Because giving puts you above. Because effective distribution requires that the source of the distribution be on a higher plane. A broken tap in the ground cannot fill an empty bucket. The bucket must be under the tap. Oh God. So when God is asking you to give, he's inviting you to promotion. Jesus said to Nicodemus, he said, have I spoken to you about earthly things and you don't understand? He said, how will you understand heavenly things? Do you get what I'm saying? Somebody shout, I'm getting it. This is the reason you don't increase. God's original design is not for you to increase by praying. Because in praying, you don't pray to people, you pray to God. And God said, the real deal about prosperity or increase or capital or blessing is that there must be another human in my image that experiences my power through you. So he engineered increase into value for other people because God loves man and he wants to bless man. Oh Lord. So you all too quiet this morning. It's like some of you have not been understanding. Are you getting it? So what do men do? Somebody say I will venture. They put it inside. No, just one, one. One he gave them. Okay, you know what? Just pick ten, put nine here, and put one in there. Number three, wealth is the, sorry, capital is the letter that starts out, (laughs) is the letter that starts out a word that used to begin a sentence. Or a word, a sentence. Right, the sentence. So when we say Christ is my capital, we're not starting with money. What's the first definition of capital? What's the first definition of capital? What's the first definition of capital? Location which holds the seat of power. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my. So where's my location? 
Where's my location? In Christ. Oh yeah, laugh, laugh. You laugh it. No, you, you need to express it. It means you're getting it. Now, when you land in certain cities, can you smell poverty or not? When you land in certain cities, can you smell poverty or not? Can you see poverty or not? When you land in Singapore, do you smell wealth or not? From what you've seen. When you get into New Zealand, Auckland, do you smell wealth or not? Ontario, Canada, do you smell wealth or not? Oh, come on, somebody talk to me. Miami, Florida, do you see wealth or not? If they drop you in New Times Square, New York City, do you smell wealth or not? Abu Dhabi, UAE, Dubai, UAE, do you smell wealth or not? So when you're in the city of wealth, what are you surrounded by? Oh, I'm not talking about the city. I'm talking about the person. I'm talking about Jesus the Christ. If you are really inside of him, you're in the capital of God. Oh my God. Some of y'all, you're too slow this morning. I'm saying if you are really in Christ, I'm going to drive it further. But if you are really in Christ, you are not outside of that city. You are inside of that city. As a matter of fact, you are a capital in a capital. Because in Matthew chapter 5, he said a city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. You are a city in a city. And because he gave them 10 there is tenacity. Oh my God. Come and look for two people. Tell them I'm in the capital. I'm located in the capital. I'm located in the capital. Some of you are still not getting it. You must understand it today. You are in the capital of God. What is the capital city? The capital city is the city that the government has approved at the location for the distribution of their affairs. The Bible says, look to the son. He has the father approved. So Jesus the Christ is the approved capital of God. Oh my God. Somebody shout, I have capital. Shout, I'm in the capital. Let me show you from the Bible so you don't think it's just allegorical comparison. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1 from verse, from verse 12. Colossians 1. Real quick. Bazima kadasi andabasa. Sholabati kilibasas. Bruhutosi andabalas. Colossians chapter 1. Somebody needs to get this, get this. Alright. So giving thanks to the Father who has made us, who has qualified us to be what? Partakers of the inheritance. Don't go. Of the inheritance in the saints. What has he done? He has delivered us from the power of darkness. Saints in the light. He has delivered from power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. In whom? Number one. 
Redemption. Do you see buying and selling there? What is redemption? Buy back. God is not asking you to do what he hasn't done. Redemption is transaction. This is the reason the enemy cannot accuse you. Oh my God. Because the moment you buy this pole from ShopRite or anything, the person it was bought from has no legal claim over it. There is therefore now no condemnation. The problem is people think redemption is religious. Redemption is political and economic. It's a transaction. It says in whom we have redemption. Buy back through his blood. The forgiveness of sins. Verse 15. He is. He is what? Who's he speaking about? Jesus. Christ. Now when they want to display a country. The countries of the world. Which city do they put on the panoply or the slide or the, the what? The what? The capital city. Because the image of the city is a reflection of the nation. Oh God. Oh Lord. Somebody say capital. Say louder, say capital. Ola manga dovas. Now, do you know that <laughs> when you check the original languages, Latin, French, and you check capital, you're going to say capitalum, you're going to say capitis. Do you know what they mean? Do you know what they mean? They mean head. So whenever you are saying you don't have capital, you're saying I don't have head. Because Capatis, not Capati for the British, Capatis is head. So when you say I don't have capital, you say I don't have sense. Now, when you, someone say I have capital. Shout it louder if you know you have capital. Shout it louder out of your spirit. Shout it louder. Say I have capital. Say Christ is my head. Christ is my sense. Christ is my thinking. That's what it is. So the capital city is the head city. Now, bro, when you have your passport or your ID card, do you have a, anybody with an ID card here? Give me an ID card real quick. Give me an ID card or an international passport. Don't worry, we won't steal it. We won't use the jackpot. If you have a passport, please bring it. Some people are passport ready. Come on. You're off to the airport. Are you sure this is the original one? It's looking different these days. Now, when he, who has the ID card as well? Come on, somebody. See, I see Christ is my capital. He is the image of the invisible God. <laughs> when you have a checkbook in your hand or a check leaf in your hand, is the leaf the money? Is the money currently invisible to you? But is the check visible to you? 
So at that point, what do you need to hold on to? The money or the check? What do you need to hold on to? Material riches or the Christ? Because Christ puts God's money in check. Some of y'all not getting it. Some of y'all not getting it. Some of y'all not getting it. Christ puts God's riches. It's not money. God doesn't spend money. He has riches. Riches, wealth, glory in Christ. Somebody say, I have capital. When you look at this, uh, this your capital is very black, oh, governor. It's very, very dark. It's like uh, charcoal, chiaroscuro. There's no light, so there's no light to take the picture. What image is on this card? His muscles, his legs, his knees. Oh, come on, somebody. What image? Image of his head. What is head? What do you have as part of your identity? What do you have as part of your identity? Your head, your capital. That means a believer without capital is a paradox. I'm going to break it down because some people think I'm still talking about spiritual things. What does it mean? Anywhere he tenders this thing and there is a check with his name on it, can he claim it or not? What can he claim? Does he claim based on the image of his head or the beauty of his kidneys? The image of the Christ is superior to your internal workings. The problem you're running from pillar to post and having constipation is that you are not aligning with your capital. That's it. I'll show you from the text. He is the image of the invisible God. The image of God is invisible. Or rather, God is invisible. Jesus makes him visible. The riches are invisible. Jesus makes the riches visible. Jesus keeps the riches of God in check. That he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all. <laughs> now, when you think about creation, what do you think about? Shout it. Animals, flowers, birds, the clouds. Shout it louder, guys. Planets, oceans. So when you think about all creation, you're not just thinking about the new creation. So if Christ is over all creation, that means the way he exercises influence over the new creation, he has the same authority over material creation. So did you have to beg for salvation? So why do you beg for the proceeds of creation? Oh, come on, somebody now. Come on, talk to me, guys. Because there is a breed of people who believe in salvation by faith, 
but they believe in business by hustle. That's why people have church mind and business mind. Because they think in their conscious theology that Christ is head over the new creation. He's head over what? All creation. Including the ones that are currently rebellious. There's a, there's a lot of creation is currently rebellious. Right? Because of the fall of man. But all the rebellious parts of creation will become aligned. You know that? Isaiah 6 to 5. It says the lion and the lamb. They will lie together. If they do that now, that's Asun. They're in rebellion, programmatic rebellion, right? It says a little child will put his hands into the hole of a viper. So when Christ comes to reign, like I told you last week, physically on earth, a child will be able to play with a snake. You haven't seen it in your Bible. If we have time, I will show you. Verse 16. Let's progress. Verse 16. Verse 16, for by him all things were created that are where? In heaven and on earth and visible and invisible. Look at somebody say you have riches you can't even see. How about go to three people and tell them why you're sitting like a poor person. Tell that person you have riches you can't even see. You have wealth you can't even see. You have supply you can't even see. You have abundance you can't even see. You have relationships you can't even see. You have opportunities you can't even see. You have access you can't even see. If it's not you I'm talking about, keep on carrying a long face, a straight face. But if it's you I'm talking about, shout Christ is my capital. Men alone, show the women how to do it. Holla, Christ is my capital. Women, show the men that they got nothing on you. Throw up your hands and shout, Christ is my capital. Everybody, let's do it together. It's no competition. But try to shout louder than you did the last time. Christ is my capital. Christ he said by him all things were created that are in heaven that are on earth visible and invisible whether they are thrones in other words the seats of government that determine determine deployment disbursement distribution or dominions or what else principalities what are principalities principalities are princes over municipalities what's a municipality the subset of a local government so he's saying whether they are influencers in territories that Christ made them they are in rebellion but he made them people forget that all the fallen spirits Christ made them God is the source of creation oh come on Verse 17. And he is before all things. And in him, the capital of God, all things. 
consist. And verse 18, he is. You guys should not get used to that screaming because you can see man can feel you. Look into your Bible. Some people are so used. You have to look. And verse 17, he is the what? The capitis, the capitellum. He is the. No, don't use head, use the word. He is the capital of the body, the church. How many believing ladies didn't know this and went to go and sleep with somebody to raise money that was already theirs in God? How many spiritual leaders in the quest for power went to go and sacrifice their integrity and purity? To a fallen spirit at the beach to pledge allegiance that belongs to God. How many people hear under the sound of my voice, doctor figures, or buy something for cheaper and don't refund the money to their customers and clients and bosses because they don't understand that He is the capital of God? How many people did not realize that? I need to show you a couple more things. You may be seated for a few minutes. Somebody shout, Christ is my capital. Do you see it from the word now? Say, I have head. I have a head. Say, I have sense. Who's your sense? Who's your sense? Do you now understand why I said, without me, you can do? Let me also prove to you that head is capital. When somebody's head is cut off, what's the expression? Decapitate. In other words, we've cut off the capital, cut off the head, the seat of government, because it's the brain that governs the whole body. May your entire business and finances be aligned with your head. Because when the head is cut off, does it end the activities? Does it end the activities? No, there's a lot of useless, worthless splattering and splashing. That's why many believers are hyperactive but counterproductive. Useless splashing, splashing. People say, I see you, but God doesn't see you. Because God sees you in the city he called you to. That's why I said to Adam, where are you? Adam was no longer in the capital. He had trespassed. He had not kept his territorial boundaries. Are you seeing this now? So God sees you through the eyes of the place he called you to. That's why Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. I am the capital. You are the cities. I'm the vine. You are the branches. The capital of the branches and the vine is somebody getting it. But it's not just capital in terms of headship, it's capital in terms of wealth, which is the second, second definition. Now, I, I took out some time to check out the biggest construction project ever. Biggest. And media, if you have it, you can, if you can do it. The fifth most expensive building project or construction project, Dubai land. Some people have been to Dubai. Dubai land, all kinds of amazing things 
inculcating Arabian folklore, the IMAX theater, Disney theme park, many other attractions. Guess how much, how much it costs? Over $76 billion. Over $76 billion. Somebody say capital. The fourth largest construction project, King Abdullah Economic City, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oil money. The believer also has oil money. The oil of God's spirit guides you to the place where the money you need is. But many people don't operate without, without oil. That's why they are cranky. Their businesses are not well oiled. Oh, come on. Because you put the spirit for speaking in tongues. You don't see him as the spirit of knowledge and wisdom. When they say spirit of knowledge and wisdom in your mind, you could go to knowledge of the word. What is wrong? This academic segregation. Say spirit of knowledge. So you think he will help you interpret Greek and Hebrew, but he doesn't understand economics and metrics and digital marketing. When I... When Daniel, the Bible says, they looked at him and said, he's filled with the spirit of the Holy Ghost. When Daniel interpreted the dreams, he was not interpreting scripture. He was interpreting the dreams of a fallen king. By the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost can tell you what land not to buy. But because he knows that when you buy, your face will be doing bye-bye. And you say bye-bye. King Abdullah, economic city. Guess how much it costs? 95. <laughs> the guys, the MR properties, the build Burj Khalifa, they're the ones that worked on it. 95 billion dollars. Somebody say capital. Kashagan Fields, 116 billion. <laughs> Expected to produce 90,000 barrels of oil per day. Nigeria is learning work. 13 billion barrels of retrievable oil. We have more oil, but we don't have. No what? No cap. Somebody say no cap. But from today, do you know what the Bible even calls Jesus? He is the captain of our salvation. The captain determines the direction. The head determines the body. How many of you this morning, your head was going this way, your body was going like this? This is how ridiculous you look in the spirit when Christ is telling you to do things and you're like this. They said, do you have colony? Your head is moving in this direction. Look at somebody say, align with your head. Look for two people say, stop being ridiculous. Stop being preposterous. Stop being ridiculous. Align with your head. Number two, the, the next one, the International Space Station. ISS orbits the Earth, enables scientists to conduct experiments in astronomy, biology, and all the like, and all of that, and so much, and so much more. 150 billion dollars. Somebody say capital. But well, the most expensive in recorded history is the interstate highway in the United States, connecting 47, connecting more than 47,000 miles. It took over 35 years, almost 35 years to complete. <laughs> The work started in 1955. 
look at somebody say I might look incomplete but my Christ my capital is working on me say my cap is working on me how many of you know that cap has covered you sometimes? When your hair was undone, you put your cap on. Let me preach. When it looks like your life is undone, put your cap on. When it looks like things are undone, put your cap on. When it looks like everything is naked or you are bald in your finances and you don't want people to know you're bald in your finances, put your cap on. Who's hearing what I'm saying right now? If your hair is started and nasty, put your cap on. In fact, when you want to... In fact, when you want to deceive the enemy, just put the cap on because it's not going to see you. It's going to see your cap. Hide in your cap. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the cap of the Almighty. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen, do you know how much this costs? $459 billion. I'm trying to show you something. Were these expensive projects or not? 90 billion, 119 billion, 459 billion. But what's the most expensive construction business project in the world known to man? What's the most expensive one? Constructing the heavens and the earth. And if you were to ask anybody who built anything significant, you will ask them, sir, please tell us how did you get started? How many of us know that question? So tell us your story. How did you raise the? So can we ask God what capital he used? When he embarked on the greatest construction project. Because every one of these projects I've outlined, even though they had money, they couldn't originally generate capital without resourcing to the capital that God had made with his capital. In other words, the interstate highway, you needed some bitumen. Bitumen came from the earth and God made the earth. Come on. Dubai Wonderland or Dubai Land, you needed some sand. Well, the sheikhs didn't create their own sand. That was a subset of the capital of God. God made the sand. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Oh, yes, the Kashagan fields with the oil wells and ExxonMobil and the likes being interested. They did not create the oil. It was God who created the heavens and God. God who created the earth and God created the ferments and the elements so somebody let's shout it together how did God raise the capital shout it somebody shouted what was God's capital how did the material came to be how did the stones came to be how did the elements came to be well I'm gonna give you some direction Jeremiah chapter 10 from verse 10 to 16 he said but the Lord is the true God well before we go to Jeremiah John chapter 1 says in the beginning was the word and the word was with and the word was and by the word where the word what was the capital of God 
The Christ is the capital of God. The reason you are struggling is you don't have a word for that business. You don't have a word for that ministry. You don't have a word for that marriage. But when you have the word, if it's kingdom, it has to be based on the word. The foolish man, he builds on the sand. He builds on secondary elements. He builds on material elements. He builds on physical elements. But the wise one, he builds on the word of God. So when the enemy comes, not if the animal will come against your marriage he will come against your business he will come against your health but if you're with the capital of God how do I know oh amusement parks have come and gone towers have collapsed and fallen elements have withered but the earth is still standing because the earth was created by the capital of God are you hearing what I'm saying somebody shall get a word for it I know you have a logo, but do you have a word? I know you have a brand, but do you have a word? You have a website, but people can get stuck in the web on the site. Do you have a word for it? You have followers on Instagram, but do you have angels follow you in the spirit? Backing up the word for it. Look for two people. Knuckle them or jab them and tell them Christ is the capital of God. I feel the power. Power of God. Yes. Look at somebody say capital. Well, let's break it down because when we say word, you might say, should I just be talking? Well, Jeremiah chapter 10, 10 to 16. He said, but the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting king. At his wrath, the earth will tremble and the nations will not be able to endure his indignation. It's as those you shall say to them, the gods that have not made the heavens and the earth shall perish from earth and from under these heavens. Stop running after men who did not make the heavens and the earth. Stop abusing yourself to try to raise yourself. Stop diminishing yourself. Say, naive is now you, I'm finished. What do you mean? They were not there when you started, so they can't finish you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He said that they will perish. He has made, watch that now, he has made the next verse, the earth by his power. He has established the world by his wisdom and has stretched out the heavens at his discretion. So the currencies of God were power, wisdom, and discretion. Those are the power, the currency of God. Well, you know I like acronyms. So that's PWD. Who are your consultants? PWD. Who are your board of directors? PWD. Who's your advisor? PWD. Are you understanding this? Let's go to the book of Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs chapter 8 from verse 12 real quick. He said, I wisdom, I dwell. I dwell, yes. I dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and knowledge and shout a 
aloud. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance are the evil way. Do you know pride and arrogance? You feel you got it together. Pride and arrogance. The fact that you had a first class degree in school does not mean you can build a first class business in life. But you are so proud, so arrogant. You feel like you know it all. All of us fall prey from time to time. You feel like gathers. You don't got nothing. Your bank account tells you that. You don't got nothing. Your offering last week told you that. It's going to be different today. You don't got nothing. What God is asking you to give and you're fighting over is what somebody gives their girlfriend to buy a drink. You don't got nothing. The money in your account can't even buy a bottle of whiskey. And you say, your God made the heavens and the earth. I'm not trying to abuse you. I'm trying to provoke you out of your nonsensical religious predisposition. Somebody say, I'm out of it. You don't got nothing. Let me rub it in your face that your entire money is the tithe of the tithe of a tithe of somebody who does not pray like you. So something's got to be missing. What's missing is you see Jesus as religious capital. You see him as spiritual capital. We see him as the leader over the new creation, but not the leader over all of creation. He said, and perverse mouth I hate. Look at the next verse. He said, counsel is mine. Verse 14. And sound wisdom what happens by me he says I am understanding I have strength what happens by me shouted verse 15 help us media if media can help you help yourself by me your righteousness and justice, right? Two legs of the throne. Social justice, whether it's NGO, given to the poor, that's under what they call social justice. It's an aspect of God's justice. In Jesus' earthly ministry, he pivoted, leaned in the direction of the vulnerable, the weak. Spoke for the women, the broken. That's social justice and what they call in today's world. He said, the wisdom is what gives that to you. Not clapping, not jumping, not, gy- not gyrating. Except you do all of that in wisdom. Not prayer, except prayer unlocks for you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He said, by me, kings reign. What happens by me? Decree justice, next verse, and those who seek me diligently will find me. What's the next verse, media? There's a very wrong day for this to be happening. Not like there's any right day. Look into your Bibles, everybody. I want to see it. Go back, go back. Verse 16. By me, princes rule and nobles, all the judges of the earth. I love those who love me. And those who seek me diligently will find me. Watch what I said then. Riches. 
Why don't you jump in here? Riches and honor. Oh Lord. Enduring riches and I've taught you before. Is it possible to be rich and righteous? Why has much of the theology of the church in practical manifestation for so many years, give me some ambient, so many years been choose one? Choose one. If you are rich, you cannot be righteous. If you are righteous, how about I'm righteous, I'm rich, but I use my riches to do righteousness on the earth. He said, riches and honor are with me. Where are riches and honor? So what do I need to worry myself about? Riches or wisdom? He said, they are with me. Look, please, let me just explain something. Labor is a factor of production. But labor without wisdom will produce frustration. That's why the Bible says the labor of the foolish weareth all of them because they do not know the way. So they are laboring, they are struggling, they are, they are, they are, there's another way. So they shout, years have gone by, and people that are not shouting are progressing. He said they are with me let's look at the ministry of wisdom my fruits what I produce is better than gold <laughs> yes then find gold what's the next thing it says my revenue where do you get revenue from where do you get revenue from trading so wisdom trades. Stop praying for money. Trade. 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 Sell. Buy. Cook food. And don't buy a car to oppress nobody. Buy a car cheaper than what you can afford and buy a second one for Uber or Bolt. Oh, you can you don't have enough money to buy a car? Buy a bike and start a delivery business, a logistics business. Oh, some of you are not saying nothing. You're looking for capital. It's in your phone. Go sell your phone. Buy techno. Don't buy the iPhone that will stop you from being high on God's phone. Are you following this? He said, I traverse the way of righteousness so the believers shall have access to me in the midst of the paths of justice that I may cause those who love me to look in your Bible, guys, to do what? Inherit wealth. That what may happen? That I may feel their treasuries. All this, I don't have money, I don't have money. 
is in the word. It's wisdom that fills your treasure, not labor. The people in the oil and gas business, they have not seen one tanker in their lives. Not one tanker. They connect people. One of the problems we're having in our generation and in the church, a lot of people in church are consumers. Consume and consume and consume until you are consumed. In the second service, when I speak about fully funded, I'll teach on that. And I'll have to use my handkerchiefs and my minas better. I have to use it though. After I stood up like this. Consume and consume. And I have different handkerchiefs. And yes, oh yeah. That me and my wife had to help because I forgot the coins. So he had to go back home to get the coins. I have to use them. So you have to remind me. But what many of us do, we consume and consume. But the first thing God said to man is not be hungry. Is what? Be productive. And part of why some of you are dealing with complex issues, envy issues, comparison issues, they are not busy enough producing. When you become a love-based, love-filled, love-sponsored producer, you will stop noticing too much of who's doing what. Because you're also doing yours. And when you notice what they're doing, you go, oh, wow, that's great. I'm inspired by that. Oh, there's something they're doing that I think I can learn from or borrow from. Or because you are now in the production mindset. Not the consumer. Yeah. Where is me? Do you know who you are? New creation. New creation. New creation. Based on God's capital. He said, I may feel their treasures. The Lord possessed me. When did the Lord possess me? The Lord possessed me where? At the beginning. Shouted, guys. If God possessed wisdom at the beginning of his ways, who are you to think you don't need it? My wife has been shouting, people should get counseling, get mentoring, particularly in the area of relationships and all of that. Folks think they know more than they know. The same thing hap happens in, in marriage, happens in finances. Some of you here, and I mean no disrespect, but I need to say as a pastor, some of you here, you, in my conversations with you, you tell me you lost this amount of money, or you lost that amount of money because you invested in this, and, and I'm here inside this place. And you lost money. Ha. And the Adenio Jews are here in this place. Mr. Iqbo is here in this place. Experienced people. We have done all the losing for you. Gain the wisdom of our losses. Am I speaking, Sama? Some of you will carry money. Go and put it inside the pocket of Forex Raiders. No shade to anybody who's spoken to me in confidence. I'm saying it because I actually did a post about it. And then I heard another story. But do you know that God is so particular about his investment that he has a stop loss? No, some of y'all didn't get that. Christ, his body was not just encrypted. 
he has more than a bit of coins. I need to finish reading this, this particular one, then I'll... <laughs> Look at what it says, God possessed me beginning of, the, beginning of his ways. It said, before there was ever an earth. It said, before his works of old, I have been established from everlasting, from the beginning. Before there was ever an earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills, I was brought forth. While as he had not yet made the heavens of the earth, or the primal dust of the earth. When he prepared the heavens, I was there. When he drew a circle on the face of the deep. When he established the clouds above. When he strengthened the fountains of the deep. When he assigned to the sea, oh God, do you feel God's glory? To the sea its limits. So that the waters could not transgress his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth then I was beside him as a master craftsman which means that wisdom is a craftsman and do you know one of the things that craftsmen do craftsmen don't do more addition craftsmen do more removing are you understanding they remove the thinking man out of the block of wood they remain the sculpture out of the semen so wisdom will tell you take this one away streamline this one align this one compact this one organize this one you're doing too much at the same time put this one on hold have a calendar have a schedule that's the wisdom of God he said I was beside God after the, as the master craftsman he said I was daily his delights rejoicing always before him rejoicing in his inhabited world and my delight was in the sons of men now therefore listen to me my children for blessed are those who keep my ways that means you can lose the ways of wisdom what should you do hear instructions and be wise and do not disdain it blessed is the man who listens to me watching daily at my access points waiting at the post of my doors for whoever finds me and what does he do obtain his favor from the Lord but whoever sins against me what will happen go wrong now and all those who hate me can cover all the things I have to cover but let me just so how does this wisdom come number one revelation write that down somewhere remain standing if you're standing number one revelation the wisdom of God comes through revelation of the word that's what most believers know about and that's important number two instruction and instruction is multifaceted instruction can come through a teaching a message like this a pastor a leader a husband a, a, an authority figure and many people in this generation, they hate instructions. They don't like anybody telling them what to do. But part of that, eh, once you hate instructions, you love failure. Let me tell you why. Because even your phone comes with the user's manual, right? And their instructions. And some people have spoiled their phone because they did not follow. So not following instructions endangers your investment. Number three. And I need to, I was hoping to teach this very, very, very well. But number three, the way wisdom also comes is the skillful application of intelligence. So number one, revelation number two, instruction number three. Skillful application of intelligence. Why? Because there are two major words that are used for wisdom. 
in the Greek. One is Sophia. And Sophia is cleverness or skill. That's Sophia. Sophia is the root word for philosophia, philosophy. So philosophy is the love of wisdom. Philio is brotherly love, right? So philosophy is loving wisdom as your brother. You understand? You know how people will read white paper wisdom and put in the comments too much wisdom. Oh, wisdom, don't leave me. Kinship together. Are you are you following that? So loving wisdom as a brother is philosophia. However, philosophia is skill, craftsmanship, skillfulness, right? But then there is phronesis. And phronesis is intelligence or accurate knowledge. Kayabasa. So your synthesis is based on your phronesis. What you can build is based on your intelligence. So what every man builds is a reflection of his wisdom or lack thereof. Exactly. Wisdom is, is justified, evidenced, recognized, known, validated by what it births, not what it says. Because everybody can sound wise, but your biggest message is the lives and the things you've built. The, the craftsmanship of what you're wearing reflects, I mean, the beauty of what you're wearing reflects the, the tailoring or the craftsmanship of your tailor. So when you see what I'm wearing, say, ah, Mr. Ahmed is trying. The man is wise in matters of <laughs> crafting clothes. Right, right. So watch, so watch this now. Wisdom also comes through skillful application of what? Intelligence. Now, please listen to this. Having data does not mean you're wise. By data, I mean metrics. In fact, having information does not mean you're wise. The way you handle that information tells me whether you're wise. That's how somebody can say something that is accurate on paper but wrong in attitude. So wisdom is the skillful application of intelligence. Are you getting this now? So... You were told the dollar will go up and up and up and up. In your social chats, you can converse with people say, dollar go up and up. Wisdom is that you are beginning to earn in dollars or you are converting your money to dollars. Not telling me about the FTSE and the S&P 500. I'm bearish and bullish. But you're being goatish or sheepish. Wisdom is the skillful my wife would be like, I do my hands. So she, she'd be like, why? What? It's skill. Do you get? Everybody do like this. They remember during the course of the... Skillful application of knowledge. Oh, you can make money. You can make money in Forex. That's information. 
wisdom is that you now have to check what kind of forex pairs who's trading what's their pedigree what's the stop-loss strategy what strategy do they employ do they do day trading do they have nine to five what internet facility where is their office that's wisdom not just carry money and go and throw online i do that but let me tell let me tell part of what wisdom is part of what wisdom is no matter how juicy the offer is i can't put all my capital in one place that's total foolishness. The Bible says, give a portion to seven, yea, to eight. In other words, you must have a diversified port portfolio, even with 250,000, and I share the money. But because of greed that comes from foolishness, I'll give you 40% every two weeks only. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said holy, but Jesus says Satan, Satan. So that one I said, I'll give you 40% every two weeks, no problem. Just put 50K inside. You just try. Maybe you'll cash out that one. Don't go and borrow, some people go and borrow money. Borrow parents' money, uncle's money. So uncle, please, I'm working on a project, please raise me. Stop. And number three, uh, number four, the, the fourth source of wisdom is embodied wisdom. So number one is revelation, rise is the acronym. Number one is revelation, number two is instruction. Num number one is what most believers stay on. So you, you don't have a problem with it. But instruction, many believers struggle with instruction. And I've told you how I give instruction. Some of you still don't know. Once I say, I'm not sure if I were you, I'd, I won't think, yeah, I, you know, I've thought about, once I've said that to you two or three times, what I'm saying is, don't do it. But if you do it, I'll intercede for you. So, so just, just know, instruction, listen, be listening. When you listen to the message, just listen for revelation, listen for instruction. I didn't just get here by revelation, I live by instruction. When I'm listening to the message God preached through me, I, I'm listening for instruction. Number three, skillful in your craft, in your environment. Number four is embodied knowledge. Now, what's embodied knowledge? Embodied knowledge is knowledge that's been institutionalized in a person, a people, an organization, or a system. So you look at a person, and the person looks like it whatever that it is follow that person in that area or this person their finances looks like it i need to start asking what do they do don't say i'm spiritual i'm spiritual i'm spiritual now nah, spiritual 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 has kept your wealth in the spirit audio wealth e-money And, and I'll show you what now. Now, there's also the wealth in systems. What's the wealth in systems? The seasons have their wisdom. What's the wisdom? You know that the sun is going to rise, don't you know? That's embodied wisdom. Programmatic wisdom. The sun rises, the sun sets. So if you want to wear the clothes the next morning, you don't wash it at night. Do you understand? And say, God, I receive your grace for quick drying. I receive your grace. Let your grace dry my clothes. 
angels be like <laughs> I need to close are, are you getting what I'm saying instruction instruction some of you already you've already said yes to people that you're going to marry Elta's lives you don't join the interviews we've done on stage you have not done the interview we did with the Adeojus 20 years you have not done but because agro is catching you for 20 weeks you're like let's let's go let's go and do Jehovah over do but don't be there's embodied wisdom embodied wisdom you go to an event somebody says Guys, I've been doing this for 13 years, and the only thing you got out of that person was a selfie. What you do is position yourself with value. Mom, I'm, I'm so impressed and inspired by your great achievements and all. I would like to serve you in some way. Please, can I have your number? That number will drop. As I want, sir, I, I feel like you can connect me to greater things. Am I a leader? Am I your ladder? I'm your stepping stone. You want to use me? No problem. Send me a DM on Instagram. Be wise. Somebody say, I am wise. In our text, the second text, I don't have time to treat that second text. Look at Jesus put all of that temple tax time. Peter, who did they collect tax from? Let me leave all of that. I'll touch in second service. To stand to pay their tax, Jesus said to Peter. What Peter came to Jesus and Jesus said to Peter. So Jesus was Peter's capital. And what did Jesus say to Peter? What did he say to Peter in our text? Did he suggest to Peter? What did he do? He instructed him. But it's difficult for you to receive instructions from someone you have no revelation of. So for some of you, the reason you don't tell us when you're in a relationship is that you don't have a revelation of us. You think that we'll say no because we like to say no. We might say we don't think so because we think X, Y, Z gamma alpha beta theta but i won't say no to that girl because i plan to get a second wife i don't plan to do you understand so the revelation you have of a person determines in what light to see their instruction so from that parable he said because you're a hard master and you like to reap where you did not sow his revelation was twisted and therefore his occupation was truncated so Peter, Jesus didn't suggest to Peter, Peter, you know what? You know, you used to be a fisherman. Now nah, just try. He instructed him. He said, go. You are gifted, but you need instructions. Anointed, but you need instructions. He instructed him. And he got to the fish. What's the number three thing? Skillful. Was Peter skillful in catching fish or not? So he said, use a hook this time, not a net. Specific. Some of you are using broad strategies for what requires personal tactics. 
So you are marketing all over the world. You don't mark, go through your phone list and pick five people who are your permanent clients for the next six months. I did some kind of restructuring aspect of my work the other day. And I'm seeing the fruit of it. By the way, I've told you, don't leave your oil in one corner. Carry it everywhere you go. I did a bank training some about two weeks ago. I did another one last week, but the early one about two weeks ago. Do you know what somebody put in the feedback in the chat? Said I was it. Do you know what the person said? Someone said, I'm born again. On a creativity training. Salvation. Of course, I don't think that born again is regeneration of their spirit. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, the wisdom of God was not designed to be compartmentalized. I am wise in church, but a fool at work. That's not the wisdom of God. Said, take that hook. You know the way you used to do it? Put it inside. One fish. And I think it was four drachmas. The coin he found was enough. Exactly what they needed. From the Greek rendition. Exactly what they needed for two people. What you need is connected to a revelation. It's connected to an instruction. It's also connected to the skillful application. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If your work requires hustle, go into the world and hustle. When I say hustle, I don't mean that hustle. I mean go and do the business. But if your work is like my work or my wife's work, when we're sitting in front of a computer with internet, and God sends us clients that pay in six and seven figures. Don't say, I need to be active. I need to be hyperactive. See, productivity is maximizing the place where God has put your assignment. Stop gyrating like a fish out of water. Me I'm doing. Me I'm writing book. The book you wrote, how many people have bought it? I'm not saying don't write the book. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm saying don't be inspired by the environment. But I'll be like, Jesus, why should I use a hook? No, let me use a net. Use what? Just be catching the fish. One, the, the, this phase of your life is not for broad beasts. It's for solo clients. Are you kidding what I'm saying? Either that an ear. It's not for everybody. And number four, embodied knowledge. Peter was an embodiment of fishing knowledge. Jesus was an embodiment of all knowledge and wisdom. And when that collaboration went to the systems of the earth, they had enough to pay. You will never run out of capital again. You can never. Somewhere in this fall, all the money you need in this life for your assignment is inside. Somewhere in this fall. Somewhere in this fall. Somebody give God praise. When you see T Lash's passport, don't let me show you because people can go and clone it now. See T Lash's passport, whose face is on it? Whose image is on it? In the second service, I'll talk about the image on the coin because Jesus had another tax encounter beyond the temple tax and talked about image. Whose head is on it? Whose head is on it? Are you in Caesar's economy? Or are you in Christ's economy? Are you Caesarian? Or are you Christian? I'm not talking about the section. That's a good invention. That's helped and saved many lives. Let's glorify God. Say, God, I receive capital. 
I walk in capital. I operate in capital. I manifest the capital of Christ. Pray in 30 seconds. Pray in 30 seconds. Sorry. You have the Phronesis. You have the Sophia. You have the Epignosis. You have correct knowledge. You have intelligence and insight. There is a way to handle all your responsibilities. If you will start from the premise of Christ, he is the city, he is the wealth, and he is the first letter of your sentence. He is the capital. He is the capital. He is the capital. He is the capital. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We never beg, we never borrow any longer. We operate with your abundance and in your increase. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Can you put your hands together? and celebrate God if you received something if you received something somebody give God praise look for two people notch them tell them Christ is my capital generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings to join this growing community of kings visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this how.